Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. On this particular episode, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 36, Double Agents, Episode 5. Skyfall. That's right, folks. Was last week's name of the episode a... James Bond movie? James, yeah. It was called Duplicity, and uh, we could have probably done a quick Google search, but we didn't. Do you guys know? It, we, we, it must have been a movie about espionage or uh, spy shit, right? I mean, it is a spy word, yeah. right? Duplicity. They're duplicitous. I guess, what, two lives? They lead two lives? Is yeah. that what that means? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two of? faces. I know Multiplicity, the two movie. Two faces. Michael two face. Keaton. Never seen it. Ooh, Multiplicity is very funny. Is that when there's like a hundred different Michael Keaton? There's like six. Oh, and okay. he keeps using like, the cl- he keeps cloning himself and, he ke- and the batter kind of starts to, uh, the clone batter starts to get really thin and mm. like around the sixth one. So unfortunately, the sixth guy he plays uh, has a, a mental handicap. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a time in our culture I feel like we were really concerned with cloning. Oh yeah, was, well the goat got cloned. The remember? Goat, or the sheep, something. Remember a, when the sheep a, some got livestock got cloned, and then we were all like, "What are we doing? What are the moral implications of cloning?" Now the only stock I'm trying to clone is Bitcoin. Am I right, folks? Ah, but I'm bump ching. Actually, it's gone down. Did you see that, Ashley? Right after you told me to get, invest, nah, invest, it invest. has not. I checked this morning. Well, there babe. was there was a lot. It's of, a volatile. It's a volatile cryptocurrency. So what's in it? What's in it for for the world of uh, people reporting on stocks? yesterday to be like guys it's all over for bitcoin no it's not all over but for that's bitcoin. what I, I read this morning there's a bunch of people writing articles about guys it's all over for bitcoin actually i read that the reason it is is because no one's using it as currency they are indeed apparently they're not really they wanted it to like rival the dollar eventually and they're realizing that it will never rival the dollar guys ashley's trying to get me into stock so i've opened up the stocks app for the first time on my phone Babe, this is a Monday episode conversation, (laughs) which reminds us, uh, go ahead and check out our Monday apps. We're talking about our lives. On last Monday, we interviewed, or no, it was not an interview. It was a very loose discussion with the wonderful Joe Firestone, delightful comedian. We talked about Married at First Sight. Check that out. If you want more of us, you can sign up for our Patreon. You get two free, well, I guess they're not free if they're Patreon. You get two extra Extra. bonus episodes a month. $2.50 an episode, folks. I mean, that's pretty cheap. That's wonderful. And it's a little insight into who we really are. And let me just tell you this. Our website is not working. We don't know why the URL just doesn't work. There's something wrong. But if you go to our uh, our our link tree, our, our Instagram and our bio, you can get to all that stuff. So yeah, uh, and our intern's gonna fix that real yeah, soon. Yeah, our intern being whoever has more time on their hands between Ash and I. But you know what? That is conversation for that very Monday episode, which we will be back on Monday for. Right now, Ash, I think we should jump into this recap. It starts with a classic previously on where we learned that Tori wanted to go after Little Amber. Tori and Devin win the daily. Amber basically says she's the reason that her and Nelson are going to put get put in the crater. House does vote for Nelson and Amber. And then in a big twist, Tori and Devin vote for Fessy and Anissa to go in. We get a voiceover of Corey claiming revenge. We see Fessy beat Nelson. And then we see him infiltrate the team that is Casey Leroy. Leroy does not go with Amber, but goes with Anissa instead. I want to mention something about this little Amber. I've noticed Tori calls Amber... uh, 
Little Amber and God, that is just—it's so. Uh, what do you? What, what do, how do you say when you talk down to somebody? It's, Literally, almost. Yeah, I mean, uh, condescending. Mm -hmm. So it's just so condescending when she walks around going, "Little Amber, Little Amber." It's like, can you imagine being a grown ass woman and somebody walking around the house calling you Little Amber? I understand. There's she another is Amber, much littler than the other one, but like she has a, a an initial for a last Amber name. M. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, come You're right. on now. You're right. Um. Anyway, can we jump into this episode? It opens with everyone filing back into the house as it is the challenges way. The winner of the elimination is in for cut walks through the house first, which is Fessy. And while Fessy is walking into the house, arms raised in his uh, his newfound glory, MTV is playing "Burning Down the House." Burning down the house. They're doing yeah. a very good job on this. Like we're returning from the crater, getting geared up for this episode. We're we're about to embark on it. And we have a cool song that we're playing. And every every song, I, I imagine I've taken a mental note every time, but I forget by the time we do this recap the next morning. But it seems like every song in this placement has been kind of like a throwback, actually good song. I'm um, into it. They really have upped the music like since they started the war gimmicks on, uh, on this franchise, well, I think. I think they've upped the music in the sense that they're playing to our age demographic, and I like it. This is not our age demographic. This yeah. is This is my father's age demographic. But it's also ours because our parents were listening to it. That is true. Yeah. That, that's actually a good article to write. It, it, whose music is it really? I mean, we experienced mm. it when we were a kid, even that's though my true. dad was listening to it in, in a, as a late 20-year-old or whatever. Corey is our first interview, and he says, I didn't lose one friend. He's talking about how Nelson went home. He said, I lost two, talking about how Fessy betrayed him, and I want to have a few words with him. Then we get an interview from Darrell. Hey, Darrell, I forgot you were on the show. I'm so happy you're here. I mean, his interview is basically... Well, he's just basically talking about, like, yeah, Fessy pulled a dirty-ass move, and I understand why Corey's pissed. It's interesting to me because we just got finished, oh, just a couple of weeks ago, maybe even months at this point. We recapped Fresh Meat, the mm -hmm. first version of it, which is season 12 over on the All Access uh, CBS app. By the way, you can listen to our recaps on Patreon. But uh, Darrell in that got double-crossed by, mm -hmm. uh, should we blow who it is? I mean, it was from like a million we'll years ago. We'll just say it was a friend. A friend. I mean, if you want to listen along. But he got double-crossed by somebody who's like a good friend in the house. Like, yeah. they were really tight. And they were, they were in like a three, a th sort of three-person alliance. Yes. Um, you know, uh, it ended up working out okay for Darrell. Yeah. Um, but still, he had that energy then. Which was like, we're real friends outside the house. That's dirty shit that you did to me. And then what is this? 10 years later plus or something? Like, when was season 12? I mm. mean, it's season 36 now. So he still feels the same way. And I, I liked that. It was like, if you're kind of paying attention to like the history of Darrell and how he feels about this stuff, I'm glad he's not on this like kind of newer player level of like, who you do whatever you can to win. If that means double cross your friends, then double cross your friends. Because there Which are- Which is a big brother mindset, I feel like. Well, it's big brother, but also I'm hearing a lot of, you hear a lot of that stuff from a couple of people in this house who aren't even necessarily newbies. 
Um, and I don't want to. Uh, I hear about it. You'll hear about it later as as this show's plot lines develop. And I'll yeah, bring I don't it up know who we, you're talking about. Well, I don't want if when I say it, it'll kind of ruin what happens okay. towards the end. But we'll get to it. Okay. So then we see a scene of the outdoor gym. Fessy's working out, and Corey approaches him with like one of those big wheel weights. I don't know what they're called, but uh, Corey wants to have a conversation. Fessy is trying to justify his move, and Corey is like getting like more and more like upset verbally like it feels like this starts off as a calm conversation you can hear the the tension in Corey's voice rise he's saying like you got to see where I'm coming from like all these strikes against you as far as someone I can trust we get an interview from Natalie from Survivor who we love so much in this house and she says hey Fessy you can't expect to come back in this house and for things to be normal Corey, while he's talking to Fessy, says, you didn't think about anyone but yourself, and that's all you do. And Fessy's whole, like, line of defense here throughout these this entire season so far is like, yeah, that's how you win. Um, I don't know if that's the case so early in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little too early. There's so much stuff that could happen at this point um, that to throw your close alliances under the bus. And we really don't know what the relationship between Fessy and Nelson really was. Right. Because in, in this conversation that Corey has uh, with Fessy, you know, he does say, like, you, you're not friends with him. Like, why? You, oh, you don't understand. Like, one of my friends is going to go home. And then Corey was like, you're not friends with Nelson. Clearly, you wouldn't have done that. And it's just like, and the idea also, now this is me speaking, not Corey, that, like, he was trying to defend Josh is so weak. Well, that's funny that you say that because that's Fessy's um, sort of argument while he's talking to Corey. In, in an interview, Corey says, all I see is revenge. Again, with the word revenge, I feel like that is going to be a trope throughout their relationship this season. And we keep getting Fessy saying, like, I did that because either way, one of my friends was going home. It was either going to be Nelson or Josh. Nelson or Josh and and Corey says just like what Nick said like you know you're not friends with Nelson or you wouldn't have done that and then we get Josh from the sidelines going you selfish ass fuck (laughs) (laughs) immediately he's introduced I start laughing I just love that he piped in here in an interview he lets us know he's pissed he can't believe this he wanted to go in Fessy took that from him Josh starts yelling at him all you care about is yourself like Josh is losing it Fessy is saying like now it's interesting because Fessy was talking to Corey. Corey was kind of getting, you know, you could hear some emotions in his words. He wasn't like yelling or anything, but as their conversation went on, you could tell that Corey was getting like a little heated. But Fessy really stayed sort of like um, submissive almost. Like he stayed seated, you know, he kept his voice low. When Josh walks over, Fessy just immediately starts yelling at Josh too. And Fessy's like, You didn't want to go in. You're scared every season. And then Casey in an interview is like, like, oh, Fessy, this is so bad. Like, you have to fix this. What are you doing? I'm a tad bit disappointed that we don't get a follow-up of Josh on, like, whether or not, you know, people feel also feel he's scared every season and that he didn't want to go in. I, I know that there was some... I, I have a feeling through listening to other podcasts and watching this show and reporting back on it that Josh told everybody, like... Hey, listen, like if it's something that would suit me, 
I want to go in. But if it's something that doesn't suit me, I don't want to go in. And that Fessy in his mind decided that Hall Brawl was not something for Josh. And Josh was like, Hall Brawl is exactly what I wanted to do. And Fessy is like literally saying in this kind of argument is just like, I saw Hall Brawl. Like, you don't want to go in a Hall Brawl. Like, he's kind of saying, like, I protected you from the Hall Brawl. Um, And Josh is like, it's something with my size. Uh, This is what I wanted. Mm. So I think, uh, you know, Fessy in the back of his mind had started formulating, like, ways to get out of this and, like, making some sort of... um, I wouldn't even call it a straw man argument. It's not It's not a lie He's completely. just trying to justify his actions He's in tra- a way that doesn't make him look like an utter exactly. selfish villain. And uh, I wish we got a follow up on this. I wish somebody would have in an interview been like, honestly, Josh did say this, you know, but we didn't get any anything. Actually, we do. Oh, Tori we do? comes out and she's like, Tori comes out and she's like, actually, I thought I was helping you. And then Josh is like, Tori, 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 Tori. And then in an interview, Tori's like, I thought I was doing Josh a favor by not putting him in. Like, we don't get Josh saying exact, like, I, I hear what you're saying. We want an interview where Josh says, like, yeah, I asked Tori not to put me in, but then I saw the hall brawl and I decided I want to go in. But we are getting this idea that Tori's like, Josh didn't want to go in. I thought I was doing him a favor. So, so I, I would have needed Tori in an interview to say, Josh told me if it's a hall brawl, no go. Or Josh mm-hmm, told mm-hmm. me I don't want to go up physical against, you know, Nelson. Like, if it's a height thing, I'm in. Like, you know, give me something to work with here. But we're really, this isn't gonna be a josh episode so this kind of fizzles out yeah this is a fun scene though tori kind of storming out to try and justify what she did and now she and josh are kind of like yelling at each other it feels like and then all of a sudden josh gets quiet and he's like i don't want to talk in front of him and then like tori looks over her shoulder and devin's like just kind of like (laughs) creeping there kind of like a smirk on his face and tori's like Go away, Devin. And then Devin in an interview says, I feel like the target on my back is growing. Did not like right. Devin in this episode. Yeah, because th- he's turned back into like, he's now one and it was on top. So he's now no longer an underdog. And so now like his his true colors, you know, uh, show, which is just like, oh, you're a smarmy little wiener. Yeah. Who is sarcastic and shitty. Yeah. Um, and just mean for no reason. So um, and also very corny. He gave me big corny vibes uh, in his interviews throughout this entire episode. Um, agreed. Then we see, I have in my notes, my gal group, my gal group. Your gal group is, I think, going to be your, the, the little girls in the house. Well, the British gang. Is I have it not? something to say. So I say my gal group is talking in the women's bunks and I will say that this was my gal group, but something has changed. And we see that in this initial scene, Liv has been replaced by Amber. Okay, so now the gal group dynamic has changed. Will it be for the better? I'm not sure. I did really like it when it was Big T, Liv, Gabby, and Amber from Big Brother. But now Liv's gone and Amber has, Amber M., has taken her place. And they are f- officially the little bitty, the itty bitty little committee. Right. So they're talking about being the weakest girls, we're little, and then they're like, let's work together. In an interview, Gabby says, Tori and Anissa, I ignore them. Or no, Tori and Anissa, they ignore me. Or they ignore us. They ignore us, our little group. Sorry. <laughs> one of those. One of those. I'm trying to interpret my notes here. Do you have anything to say about that? Um, I just can tell at this point in the show that okay, we're we're leading to. Um, I'm I'm looking. There's a bunch of people sitting around. Yeah. And so I'm like, what is that? 
well, I those are numbers. Right. And this little itty-bitty small committee, you look at it and you go, oh, there's five people in this room. And then they cut to Tori and Anissa and you're like, oh, there's two of them. There's two of them and we're not really seeing what's going on. Not since the first episode have we seen what's going on with Cam. We don't know what's going on with, with uh, Nani really. You yeah, know, it's where's like, Nani in this? It's where's like, Cam where in their are they? Are they like aligned with Anissa and Tori like we see Teresa kind of like lurking around in the shadows and the scenes and we'll see more of her later but like I'm not too sure at this point who's aligned with Anissa and Tori they're not making it very clear with us I mean I understand that some of the guys are yeah but like when you have five girls sitting around talking about two girls that's never boding well for the two girls in what is in fact a numbers game Big T in an interview says Tori has upset a few people in the house, and Big T lets us know she wants to make a big move. This is when they form the Itty Bitty Small Committee, and then we see Tori and Anissa talking. Tori in an interview says, this backfired on my best friend, my move backfired on Anissa, like now Anissa has, um, doesn't have Fessy as a partner anymore, and like I feel bad about it, and then we see... Teresa is also sitting with them. So at first we see Tori and Anissa. I really like the editing here because we see Tori and Anissa talking about this move and it seems like, oh, here we are having this like really privileged conversation. And then the camera, you know, the the uh, view expands to show Teresa kind of off to the side watching. See, I disagree. It doesn't expand. It doesn't pull back. It cuts too. Mm. I don't think Teresa was in the room for that. Oh, I think they cut to her to to stitch the story together more that these three have been speaking together and they feel like this is, uh, you know, eventually we'll start hearing Anissa talk about that. Thank God she has Teresa. Yeah, that's her and, next. That's the next interview is it feels so good to have Tori and Teresa here. So they need us to start building the story that this was a crew that was talking to one another and friends with one another and not to be spoiler man 9000. But the next episode is called From Teresa with Love. Mm. And I think Teresa, and we had been talking about this all through our recaps. Where's Teresa been? We've only seen a little bit of her. We're starting to see more every episode. I think she's going to become an integral part of this series, of this game. And I don't know if it's going to be on the side of the Tori and Anissa. Mm. I kind of feel like she's been kind of... Splitting some time. Let's not forget who her partner is. Jay. Jay has different connections. You know what I mean? And and she is, although a legend or whatever you want to call it, a returning person for this game. She is a rookie. This is a prospect now. You don't. Nobody knows how good she is. Nobody knows if she can do this anymore. No, she doesn't have connections. Most likely, other than Anissa, maybe, and then Tori by proxy. I think they. I don't think she was sitting in the room with them. Mm. And uh, I think she's going to end up being a power player in this game and my guess is that she is going to be the the lead the head of the uh itty bitty tiny committee i think i think she's gonna run that how i think she's gonna run that alliance i think she's gonna, gonna go be far. An, uh, be an old school ct where she aligns yes. with the rookies and then except, or a wes except for the, this time more like wes it, it just a sneakier game no yeah. she's under the radar wes has such the target she does not so i think she's going to maintain her relationship with the 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 rookies in the house mm. but the problem is i mean what's different between her and um you know ct let's just say these rookies are good 
They're they're thinking. They've been on reality TV. They've watched enough of this show. They get it. They're they're making moves, and they're kind of led by Big T. This is she's this is not her rookie season. No, this is her third season. I'm pretty and sure she, she was under the tutelage of Miss Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. Yeah, and they're and friends. They're friends, and so you know that there's game talk, strategy talk. This is. I want everybody to keep watching Teresa. Watch her sleuth around in the corners. It's very important. I think. Then we see Big T and CT talking outside about how Big T doesn't like Tori and Anissa. Big T tells CT that she wants to put them up against each other. Because CT's like, you know, Big T's saying, like, I don't like the two of them. And CT's like, oh, you want to go against Tori in the crater? And Big T's like, no, I want Tori to go up against Anissa in the crater. And then CT's like, oh, well, that's what we'll do then. Wow. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I think... You know, uh, he feels really good with his spot, CT. Yeah. So I think he, he lucked out. And he really knows how to. I mean, he really has taken the target completely off his back from the first episode by coming back, you know, kind of um, kissing the ring uh, of the people who threw him in, charming them, being friends with everybody, and then lucking out and getting Big T as a partner who is unassuming friendly with everybody and now is kind of running like a low-key large ass alliance mm-hmm. and uh you know ct is playing a perfect game right now N- i never hear his I, we see a lot of him and it's never in the context of voting or the game um i mean we'll talk a little bit more about how that changes in this episode when it comes but we get him every episode because he's ct so he's getting his screen time but it's just for like ancillary commentary and like fighting with josh and everybody's like we love ct and he's friends with the 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 the, the big t he's crew the he's also got Devin in his pocket you know he's he's you know shaking other you know he knows what he's doing and uh, I did shit talk him in the beginning of this season, and now I'm really enjoying the CT game. And this is a great episode for CT. In an interview, CT goes, ooh, Tori's in trouble. That's what you get for trying to do too much. Yes, and uh, he's absolutely right. Kyle, Devin, CT, they're the guys in the bunks. And CT says, hey, there's a lot of tension going around. Kyle, in an interview, says Tori is pissing off all the rookie girls. Devin in an interview says lots of negative energy coming at Tori. I'm going rogue. That's when Nick calls Devin corny. Yeah, it's just corny interviews all day with Devin. That brings us to the daily. It is um, a beautiful like waterfall dam situation. And before TJ even describes what they're going to be doing, he says, I've received some intel and I have to deactivate one of our agents. Unfortunately, Natalie... You can't play this game anymore. This ends your time on this season of the challenge. He's so, he really puts so much emphasis on that last bit. She's a star in reality TV. They're not going to lose her. So, so she's, this, this hits us like a ton of bricks. Ash and I don't, we're not prepared for this. Did you know about this at all? No. I'm not knew, prepared for this at all. I'll tell all. you what I knew. I knew that Natalie wasn't promoting it. Because I just follow Natalie on her socials, mm. and she I don't think she ever posted about the challenge. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. She must have had a bad experience. Mm. Um, there's some sort of a reason why she's not posting about it. Yeah. And here it is. This is the reason. It's a bummer. Uh, oh, you want me to say it? Go ahead. Oh. Well, she got pregnant. She got pregnant, or she was... she you know was found to be pregnant while during her time here on the show now i'm in shock Mm -hmm. that mtv is not administering multiple pregnancy tests 
uh, especially after Melissa went that whole season being pregnant. Um, By and the way, total I, madness. I, I'm, we're in such a fucked up world right now. Like I almost said, she tested positive for for pre- COVID for, pre- for pregnancy <laughs> for pregnant COVID <laughs> for no, just for she pregnancy. Like positive. The idea, like I couldn't think of what you say. Like when you test for some, like I was like, oh, she tested positive for baby. Um, so. Now I don't want to comment on production right yeah. now, but I did skim a brief article that Natalie did, and she kind of highlighted the fact that on Survivor you get tested for pregnancy so many times before you go out there and that the challenge just didn't have any sort of system like that. Yeah. Natalie in an interview says, it's breaking my heart that I have to leave. Um, And it's a bummer. We're sad about it. And uh, I'm sure we'll find out more information about it as things go on. And I hope to see her again. Natalie, you are a bright light in a dark, sad world. (laughs) Yeah. God, um, it really... It's, uh, it took it, us both it, it by happened, surprise. It happened so quick, and they moved past it so quick. It was just like, well, what, what happened? Well, wait a minute, but, 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 but that was what I, I was excited about her. And it didn't. They didn't say that she was pregnant. They just said she had a, a personal issue that she needed to address off the show. Yeah, I thought she may have tested positive for COVID, but then I was like, everybody would be compromised here. I and, thought maybe something was going on with a family member. Anyway, you know? we love you, Natalie. Let's move on. <sighs> so, TJ says. Hey, we've lost three gals. We've lost Natalie, we've lost Liv, and we've lost Nicole. Let's not forget, not to keep harping on this, but we lost Liv and Nicole to a lame-ass challenge. All of the dailies have been, I would give them, what, a B-? minus. What would you give them? Um, C-plus? I like today's, kind of. Today's yeah. was cool. Today's was, today's was favorite, cool. But, but, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I haven't hated them, really. I've just not been super into them. I mean, we had a complete dud last week. Um, but yeah. I just never want to see someone get hurt. But we yeah. did see two people. So TJ says, hey, we've lost three. We've lost three people. And, um, you know, drastic times come for drastic measures. We will be introducing a new agent. We see a car, uh, a big old SUV driving up, bringing us a new agent. Nick and I, we're going back and forth. Who do you think it is? Who's on hold? Who's on, you know, who's on retainer? What is it that you called it? Um, oh, alternates. Alternates, Alternates yes. who are Who's just, an alternate? Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it'll be Kellyanne. Where's Kayla? Where the heck is Kayla? I, I don't know why she's not, she hasn't been on, uh, why why was she not on this season? I don't know. I mean, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be Jenna. Yeah. Like, who knows? So we're just talking about it. We're both kind of like the only gal that has gone home so far that hasn't. That uh, could physically come that back. could physically come back <laughs> is Ashley. Like, yeah. maybe it's Ashley, but we're like, that's com- that's not fair. You know, it, can't, it couldn't be Ashley. So the car pulls up and who gets out? Ashley. That's right. Yeah. I, see, I don't. I have a problem with this. She got eliminated through strategy, and she's getting a second chance at a million bucks or whatever it is. I mean, of course, she's going to accept this. Who wouldn't? But like, if I was every, I mean, everybody if seems I was really. Cam. <laughs> everybody seems like excited by this. Yeah. I mean, Cam does too. You, you got to remember, Cam was trying to get out her partner. Um, right. She was trying to get out CT. Yeah. Um, and then when when Ashley left, she was just like, I'm friends with Ashley. That kind of sucks. But who cares? You know, basically. But when she's back, like I kind of figure like, ooh, is Cam going to be worried? And Cam was not worried. And it doesn't seem like it's going to come back to get Cam, at least at this point. But 
to me, it's just like that sucks. I, I guess they didn't have any alternates because because of the COVID testing and stuff. Maybe mm, maybe that's what's going but, on. But I mean, fucking hell, you can't eliminate somebody in like how the sh- people you know the first person eliminated gets to come back and get another shot at this. It's pretty bizarre. I mean, I get it, I get it, but like that should be a breach of contract. Like, I, if she wins, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, I agree. I mean, let's not forget she did come in halfway through a season on Final Reckoning and won. You know, but as that, a mercenary. that is a game. That is a in-game rule that they came up with as they were coming up. Maybe it's a bullshit rule. Yeah. But it at least is They started the game yes. knowing that was going to happen. Like, okay, and then episode 10, mercenaries will come in and yeah. they'll stay. And this blah, was blah, kind blah. of a, oh shit, what do we what do? What are we going to do? And it's just like, I get it. They're stranded out there. But like, motherfucker, like do something else, I think. I don't know. Everyone's cheering. Ashley has a cool walk-up scene where she's just like walking over rocks and we hear her in an interview say, I'm a two-time champ for a reason. I'm not going anywhere. Ashley approaches the clapping challenger saying, heard you were bored without me. And then she stands next to TJ and TJ says, looks like we have a new addition. It's Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. Old edition. Old edition, whatever. TJ calls her by her nickname. That's the thing that we should address here. TJ calls her Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. Yeah, TJ's having a lot of fun with what he's saying, I think, this season. I mean, he's really been able to speak from the heart, and I appreciate that from TJ. Um, since Natalie has just left, TJ informs Ashley that she will be Corey's partner. Corey, in an interview, he's like, this is great, but like, which Ashley am I going to get? Like, puzzle yeah. Ashley, who's killing the challenges, or Ashley, who's flying off the handle? Right. Now, we have seen them as partners before, and they worked really, really well. So I'm excited to see this. Well, they're old friends. They're old friends. They come from the same real world season. Yeah. Um, This daily is called Agent Down. It's going to be done in two heats. Basically, you got the gals hanging from a ledge with like they're on a platform. The men, their partners have to pull this rope out as quick as they can from some sort of a hole in the ground. And once they get the rope pulled out, they can go grab their partner's hands, which they need to do because TJ is going to pull out that um, that platform. He's going to remove it after a certain amount of time has passed. And then whatever agent can hang there the longest wins yeah i mean it's a classic test of grip strength and and uh but really i mean the 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 star of this of this uh particular daily this challenge uh this mission to throw it back is the heights and what it looks i mean you they are high up hanging over water off a cliff i mean this is classic challenge height stuff yeah and and you know a quarter of the cast always has height issues. Um, I, I get freaked out watching it. And Darrell says, like, I'm not worried about the rope. I'm worried about, like, going to the edge and grabbing my partner because there is such a thing as height shock. Look it up. Look it up. He's got height shock. So L- yeah. I did not look it up, but I will take Darrell's word for it. I believe you. Lolo says, I'm about to see how much Nam really likes me. Teresa says, I'm so scared. Devin in an interview says, I'm not going to try too hard. Um... This is, I feel like, I would be so pissed if I was a girl in this elimination, or this um, challenge, because all you can do is hang there. like, And you're going to fall no matter what. I mean, I think that if you make it there the longest, you get pulled back up. But it's still like... It, it just seems like no. your, your chances... No, you fall because it's a timed thing. Everyone falls no matter what. You're going to fall. Now, what could happen is you could quit, 
and then try and pull yourself up. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that could be a way to not. I just fall. would be so pissed where it's like <laughs> it. There's no way you're not going mm-hmm. to swing over this giant watery abyss where you could fall to your death. That's what it looks were like. The guys hooked up. Yes, they, they had. Them. I looked at the guys. They had like a rope on them because okay. I was like, they could easily oh, get, yeah, pulled, get, off get pulled over. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, um, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, how could have gone the other way, I guess, you know, I guess maybe even, even Lolo wouldn't been able to do that because Nam Mm -hmm. is so big, you know, most likely she could have, I saw her squatting earlier and doing pull-ups. So, um, yeah, but you know what? I don't want to take away from the fact that this was kind of fun to watch and it also was like easy to follow. Like that was like, I could see every, they did it in two heats. It wasn't 50 people running around, just two heats and like you just watch them and yes, I could have used used like some color differenti- differentiation uh differences uh maybe i think everybody needs to wear like an armband of, with a color or, uh, noting who they are right or and just it's like oh i know pink is Corey. like you know what i mean like that's all i want i noticed that uh fessy was wearing like um like royal blue polka dotted socks yeah and i wonder if the of uh the folks on the on the show are like nobody can fucking tell who's who during these things i'm gonna wear like some flair yeah so that people know like this is me you know what i mean or the helmets being different colors like i don't know this is a problem for me and i i understand like the monochrome is like cooler but like come on like let me see. i want those like pennies put some pennies on these motherfuckers so this first heat, um, I'll just tell you how the girls go out. Tori is first out. Devin's not trying at all. He's basically like, I'm going to throw this. Uh, I think he did try really hard and then made it seem like he wasn't weak <laughs> in the interviews. <gasps> it didn't look like me. he wasn't trying. Yeah. And the way that he was, expl- I'm not going to try. I don't care. To me, seemed like he was trying to clean up a little bit mm. of, his, of his mess. Anissa is, goes out. Amber goes out. Gabby is out. It's down to Lolo and Nam and Teresa and Jay. And then lo and behold, Lolo falls. That means Teresa and Jay won this first heat. But they still have to hang on because it's a timed heat. So it's like that means they need to hang on and beat the people who are in the second heat who last longer. So it's not over. And uh, Jay, this entire time, people are talking about how Jay is like, you know, he's a rock climber. He's got good grip. But I mean, come on, he's small. And then so, uh, you know, he's he's holding up Teresa this whole time. And we're getting interviews from him being like, I'll never let go. And it's just like, and I saw how scared she was. And so by the time she does fall, we get an interview from the two of them and he's like listen she was so scared that i was like i can't let go if she's gonna fall it's gonna be because she slips and not she's not gonna blame that on me for dropping her and Teresa's like so thankful that jay performed really well in this challenge yeah afterwards in an interview she's like thank you so much thank you so much i love this little um bit we get from nam too where he's talking about how he lost to jay in this heat and he goes it's not a shame to lose against my friend yeah <laughs> how honorable can nam be very nice yeah what is gentleman yes um then we get an ashley by the way was that was when he was wearing was he wearing that strange like interview suspenders outfit that he had going a white shirt with black suspenders and like a beanie like i don't I, know i enjoyed his like uh where is he from like germany is yeah, he from is I that think his so so he's he, he's got some sort of german style he's got going. a euro fashion <laughs> yes, happening yes. the suspenders is just something that we haven't really seen come here in like 
fashion that hard. I mean, you see some people with suspenders, but not the way he was rocking them. Yeah. That was very Euro of him. Um, Ashley and Corey have a little a- interview, and Ashley says, my head is on the chopping block. Ashley feels like her coming back into the house means everyone's going to be targeting her. She doesn't realize that everyone has had enough time to get incredibly annoyed with each other and are just looking at her like, you're not even really on my radar because yeah, I have bones to pick with other people. The show has been so kind of wacky and wonky as far as like the eliminations and the crater have gone. I mean, it really did wipe the, cl- uh, the slate clean. Yeah, People probably don't even remember remember the week that they sent home Ashley it felt like such a different game cam running things and like you know the the big brother alliance is teaming up and it's just like whoa this big block voting thing and that literally gets dismantled by Fessy like day one yeah uh so yeah I mean uh, she, she this could be the best time for her, her to come into this game there's still enough people to kind of hide behind but so much has gone down that people are forgetting about the past now why didn't they Nick just do another guy's elimination instead of bringing Ashley back in. Maybe because it was boring. Because like they, they would have been that. like the third and guy's it be, elimination it be in fair. a row. Like guys have to continue to like have their heads on the chopping block. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. For I, this next heat, Big T in an interview is freaking out. Kyle's the first guy done pulling his rope up. Casey in an interview says, "Fessy, we have to win this." Ashley drops first. Casey drops second. Cam in an interview was like, "Dang, that says a lot. You're not as strong as we all thought you were, Fessy." Amber M drops. Cam drops, Josh drops Nani. The look of fear in Nani's eyes was so compelling. Like she was panicking. She's kind of always panicking in these things, I think. This was a special panic. Special panic. CT's holding up Big T and he's like, I'm so proud of her. She's doing such a good job. Um, Big T and CT look like they could just be up there all day. I mean, Big T is like what? What would we say? 90 pounds soaking wet? I mean, CT eats CT's that for lunch. Two sixty. Like He's just holding her like. up there. They're looking at each other. They're smiling back and forth. They're having fun. They're. I, I thought I saw CT light up a cigarette. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they they they're hanging out there for a long time. They um, win the second heat. They win the second heat. So it's uh, Teresa and Jay versus Big T and CT. By the way, I should I feel like this team should be called uh, Tea Time. Yeah, I like that. Um. So. Uh, it was a five-second difference. Yeah, TJ um, says this is a five-second difference. Also, he, these he two. was so impressed with everybody. Like he was, you can tell when he's impressed by people, uh, and he was just impressed that all the, you know, I think he really liked that the odd sort of teams held held out, and it wasn't like another fessy win. Mm-hmm. He seems to really want to give adulation to uh, underdogs when they win, mm-hmm. and uh, five-second difference. Uh, drum roll, please. CT and Big T one. Tea time, baby. It's tea time. Now, here's my question. If it's five seconds, is there, like, does TJ let them know? Like, does he tell CT and Big T, hey, you've passed Jay and Teresa's time? No. No, because that will give, that gives the second person a leg up. The idea, they're both in the dark, the two teams who yeah. are hanging there. Like, you don't know. Uh, should I hold on a little longer? Like, that That was the question in, in you know, the first team, uh, you know, 
Jay and Teresa, like they don't know how long they're going to have to hold on for. So it would be giving motivation to CT and Big T that you couldn't give to the first team. So no way. I think it was just a five-second difference. Five seconds, y'all. Immediately we get a Tori interview, and she goes, damn, what is this girl going to do? Mm. CT tells Big T to show TG- TJ your mean face. <laughs> Which is something she was he was saying to her while she was uh, being held by him. And, show me your mean face. And, you know, she's just like, Argh. <laughs> Um, and and uh, she she does that. <laughs> hey hey, sh- show show uh so show TJ your mean face. And she goes as they're walking out. And then it just cuts to TJ, and TJ is just like not Seems reacting, unimpressed. Gives and that was no a reaction. editing choice. Yeah, they just are like, well, we're just gonna not. That was for humor. Yeah. Um, Cam in an interview says, "I'm so happy for Big T right now. Like people underestimate her, but she really proved them. And that's when I look at Nick. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Everyone's acting like Big T did." something literally ct just held her like i i don't understand why this is being i i I, and and i'm not trying to diminish big t's accomplishment here but if this has something to do with big t get me let me see an interview where someone goes you don't understand when you're hanging there you have to hold your hands in a way where if you keep them like that then you won't fall or like there's a lot that goes into the way you hang Something like that. Instead of me just being like... Interlocking fingers. Yeah, just like some sort of thing that justifies all of this praise Big T is getting. Because as far as I could see, CT was just holding her up. So I'm confused. And and I I like that she's getting praise. Just justify it with like a quick interview. Please, challenge. Please. Um, Back at the house, Big T is going around telling everyone they are not safe. She's really going to enjoy this. She's uh, she's decided to make herself queen. Um, we get Amber B. in an interview saying she's very excited to see what happens tonight. Big T. in an interview says, Logistically, putting Tori up against Anissa makes the most sense. Big T. and CT are cheering each other. Big T. looks great. Did she's- you say Teresa or Anissa? I'm sorry? I thought you said Teresa. That might have been in my head, but uh- I think... It's- Tori going up against Anissa. Anissa. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Big T says, logistically, putting Tori up against Anissa makes the most I, sense. I may have made that. I may have. There was a lot of T's there. I may have <laughs> jumbled that up. You you let us know in the comments, folks. <laughs> Big T and CT are cheering each other on. Big T's, like, just done something really beautiful with her hair, and she's got on a bunch of jewels on. She just looks incredible. CT, in an interview, says, I think Big T should take the reins on our social game. And then we see some weird flirting. He growls at her. There's a little bit of flirting here. I mean, Ashley found out that he's separated from his wife. I mean, we spent all that time watching them argue on their wedding special. Who would have known? But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it seems to me that, uh, you know, he, he's kind of a free man uh, over here on the challenge. And I don't know. Him and him and uh, Big T. I mean, uh, it's it's, you know, otter couples have existed. So maybe maybe there's love in the air. And he likes little ladies with big hearts. Yeah. This wouldn't be outside of his, um, you know, his taste. Sure, his uh, the mother of his child. I guess they're still married, right? Yeah. Um, is uh, mean, is it seems to be a tiny lady? Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. Night out in the igloo. It's time to party. Big T has a VIP table. She's written a little sign says VIP. Lolo is serving her, giving her bottle service. Big T in an interview says, "I don't." 
think Tory should be the House vote. Ashley, in an interview, says, I applaud her. She did it. Big T and Tory are talking. Tory approaches her. Big T has her kiss the ring. Big T says, I want to know what you're thinking. And then Tory says, what, Nick? I don't know. She basically, I didn't write it down. I was hoping you would remember. Because oh, oh. <laughs> you're always like, you don't have to write down everything everyone says. I remember. Well, oh, what is in the big T Tory conversation? Yeah. Well, I guess it was it was like a fake conversation. That's why I don't, I don't know exactly what she said. But she basically was just like, um, hey, what are you thinking? And then big T was like, I don't know. No, what are big you? Tory asking Tory. Big, Tory. <laughs> big T asked Tory what she's thinking. No, first she came over and she was like, congratulations, girl. Like, how are you playing this game? And oh. big T's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to pick your brain for a second. So. Who would you want to go up against? And Tori literally just says, like, I want to go up against. Wouldn't if you were big, want would want to go up against, like, a little person? I want to go up against a little person, basically. Yeah. Like, just doubling down on whatever everybody's telling everybody around the house that Tori is saying. Like, and then they, in this entire conversation that you really don't get anything else out of uh, Tori. She's kind of playing her, uh, playing it close to the vest, but we are getting shots of Amber, uh, little Amber, quote unquote, uh, walking around that the the igloo, the party igloo, and so clearly they're building more of a case of Tori uh, picking on the smaller girls in the house, and also not understanding why everybody isn't on board with that. That seems to be something that's going on with Tori. Tori in her interviews is like. Yeah, like, why would I want to go up against, like, a strong competitor? I want to beat somebody smaller than me and get my skull. All, all of us girls who have more time in this game and are bigger should go against the small girls, get our skulls, and then leave. Like, she doesn't understand why they're not playing that way. Um, and it seems to be confusing her and getting her a little kind of upset, you know. She's just like, why? Why are you picking on me for, for playing in a strategic way? Um, and it seems to me that Big T is un, uh, unconvinced that she got anything good out of Tori. She was disappointed in that interview or yeah. in that in that conversation in the quote unquote VIP. Yeah, she is. She does say in an interview, I'm disappointed by what she said. Then we see Tori and Amber talking. And this is really the one time. I mean, I don't want to say the one time, but this is Amber shines in this conversation because she says to Tori, if you're going around and telling people I'm weak and you're not telling me that I take that as you being weak. I thought that was an interesting line. Tori in an interview says, I mean, Nani in an interview says Tori's rubbed everyone the wrong way. Back at the house, we have Casey talking to Fessy and Josh. Casey's like, we have to stick together. This is so funny because Casey's like trying to wrangle these two. Like Every episode, loose too. Cannons. It's Casey just like, please, Josh. <laughs> yeah. And like Fessy as well. Now that Fessy went and pissed everyone off and in the now, house. And now that they're partners, she's yes. like, please, Fessy. Yes. And then Josh is like, yeah, the last few weeks we haven't worked together. And, and Casey's like, we have to have each other's back. Then we see Tori talking to Anissa, and that's when we get this little Amber quote. Anissa in an interview says, people have their minds made up. I'm going. I'm trying to get this focus off of Tori. Tori in an interview says, me and Anissa are playing such a messy game. At least Tori recognizes it. I have a question about that, though. What is Anissa doing? What do you mean? That's messy. We're not seeing it, So, but it must be happening. But, like, is Anissa part of this let's get the little girls out? I'm sure she is. Yeah. But, like, you don't hear 
Big T saying Anissa saying how she wants to go up against little people. It seems like. But she, we did hear Gabby saying like Anissa and Tori don't talk to me. Right. I want to see that a little bit. Like mm. show us because right now I'm like I feel like Anissa is just being brought down by Tori. And if it's like I have reasons. Should should there be reasons for me not to be, you know, uh, feeling bad for Anissa? Is she being shitty mm. to the newbies in the house and caddy or whatever the hell you want to call it? Um, like, show me that. I want to know. I agree with you on that for sure. I don't think it seems like Anissa's messy game is being aligned with Tori right now is what we're getting in the house. Then we see Tori and Anissa kind of go around the house trying to turn the tides. You know, they're going around, they're politicking. They're, they're trying to get the house to uh, not vote them in against each other. This is their worst nightmare. They don't want to go in there against each other. And so they're trying really hard to get that turnaround. We see CT talking to Lolo and Nam about getting skulls. Uh, in the kitchen, CT in an interview says, I'm trying to build new alliances. Like, if Lolo wants to go in, I will put her in. Lolo's starting to get the I need a gold skull itch. So basically this other, because right now, Nick and I are sitting on the couch watching this. And we're like, okay, there's no way that, like, Tori and Anissa aren't going in against each They've other. They've literally not built any other story in this episode. Not one other story there's yeah. no red herring there's no. nothing to make us say well it could be so and so they give us this little scene between ct and lolo and it kind of is like oh this is interesting but it's like i'm looking at my clock i'm like mm, isn't the crater in like five minutes like yeah so i'm like eh, i don't think so but it is what i wanted to take away and this is kind of me following up on what i said earlier in the recap CT's playing a wonderful game here. He now, um, because we get an interview from Lolo being like, CT seems to have my back. And he said he'd help me out if I wanted a skull. Respect. Wow. That's what she says. Respect. Um, she's great, by the way. I, I love her interviews and everything that she does. Yeah. Um, I so, loved her look. Yeah, her look. She kind of looked like she was going to like drinks after a PTA meeting or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, I don't know what it is, but I, uh, it's it's working for me on, on multiple levels. I really like it. So... Um, her look in her interview, by the way. Yeah, um, it was like a red dress and, and like, red just lip. Kind and... of drastic makeup a yeah. little bit. Uh, but she like still looked... her hair kind of looked like kind of like mom going out hair. I don't know. So uh, it, yeah, and, and I love this that CT is planting seeds with some of these l teams that are kind of on the fringe. And, you know, as far as I can tell, Nam and Lolo are on the fringe. Yeah, who are they aligned exactly. with? Exactly. So it seems like they're aligned with Jay. And Teresa, because Jay has talked about how Nam is is his oh, buddy. Oh right, yeah. Nam so it's like about now you got to think like his buddy. Now you got to think like who who is Teresa and who, Jay? You know, Jay is aligned with the Big Brother CBS crew yeah. a little bit, minus Josh. You know, and then also Teresa is kind of in line with. Anissa, but you know we don't. Also, the younger kids, so like those people are on Jay's level. You know there is these sub alliances and stuff, and it seems like CT is able to kind of shift around through all of them. And also, Lolo and Nam seem to be doing the exact same thing. So this is if these two teams kind of decide to really work with one another, the house I feel like is not going to come back from that. I feel like th there will be a large enough alliance. That will kind of take everybody to, and that's going to purge people like probably Ashley Mitchell and probably Cam, Cam and Leroy. Yeah, um, I and, see that and, Nani and, and Nani and Anissa. Old and school Tori. challenge. I think we're it, talking about the original challenge. We are so. 
Okay, yeah. that brings us to, I agree with you. I think that this is interesting. There's like, you know what? You know what it reminds me of? What season of Survivor were we watching where they were, where um, they kept talking about voting blocks and how the voting blocks were changing and shifting? That's um, what this feels like. That was like. Second Chances, okay. I think, because Second Chances was a whole bunch of people really trying to win and not really being aligned with everybody. But voting blocks happened quite a bit in all of these shows, uh, Big Brother included. That brings us to the deliberation. Ashley in an interview says, I'm going in there and I'm going to be quiet as a mouse. Devin in an interview says, Tori is sweating and she should be. So they're all sitting around the house and Gabby's like, I'll go first. Uh, first off, this big small thing that keeps going around about the girls, not into it. Gabby in an interview says, it's clear the vets aren't used to the rookies being in control because they are this week. Anissa says to the group in the deliberation, I agree with what you said, but I think it's about experience versus not having experience. Um, Tori in an interview is like, oh, we are so annoyed. Um, Tori says to the group, until you come in and earn your stripes, how can we put respect on your name? Devin in an interview says the people who talk the most are the guilty parties. And then we just get shots of Tori talking a lot. And then you can see Devin's face while Tori is talking. And it really is him being like, oh, my God, stop talking. <laughs> Amber M in an interview says I was trying to keep my cool, but uh, I'm trying to keep my cool because you're going to be out in the next 24 hours. Mm. Ooh, and she's speaking about Tori. And then that's when Nick Maritato says, no, she's not. If she goes up against Anissa, she's going to beat Anissa and come back in the house. Will they be paired? Who will win? Let's find out yeah. more. Um, we have a commercial. When we come back, Tori's saying to the group, you know, Tori's just continuing to talk, proving Devin's thing here, right? Tori's saying, I didn't get respect when I came into the challenge because I was bigger. I had to earn that. And then Ashley's like, all right, let's just get this over with. Um, we see people voting and like the votes really seem all over the place. Anissa com um, compromises Amber M. And then Leroy votes his, his team in because he's trying to protect Cam. Um, we see Devin voting in Anissa and Leroy. Anissa and Leroy, um, we learn Corey votes for who? Corey votes for Fessy and Casey. Yes. Like basically burns his vote. Yeah. Well, he wants revenge. He wants revenge. But I also think Also doesn't want to rock the boat. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Um, and then we learn that Anissa and Leroy have been compromised. They've been voted in. CT and Big T see who voted for Anissa and Leroy. And CT says, looks like the whole house. Yeah. And, and Big T's pleased. She's like, okay, everybody I like talk to about this did this. Yeah. So that's that's good for me and that's good for us right now. Yep. And then um, so Anissa's definitely going in on this girl's elimination, which it's got to be a girl's elimination because we've done two guys elimination yeah, back to back. No man except CT has talked on this show. So, yeah. yeah. And then CT's like, okay, so it's going to be Tori who goes in against Anissa unless Lolo wants it. We see Anissa, Tori, and Teresa talking. Anissa in an interview says, I feel like our worst nightmare just came true. Teresa in an interview says, I'm trying to navigate two different worlds. My new friends, which is the small, itty-bitty small committee, and my old friend Anissa. That brings us to the crater. Big T in an interview says, I feel very regal. So this whole thing about her being a queen has been played out throughout this entire um, episode. Um, TJ stands there. He says, Natalie's gold skull is back in the pot, which means no ladies have a gold skull. 
TJ says, uh, you know, you Anissa and Leroy, you've been compromised. Come on down. And then he says, Big T and CT, who do you vote for and why? Big T says, I, I'm just going to go with the house. You know, I talked to the house and we're going to do Devin and Tori, TJ. And CT says, uh, I believe in my partner and what she came up with. It's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be Tori and Devin. Really just putting it on Big T here. I mean, could he have done a better job of that to disguise what he was doing? Maybe. But yeah, he got his point across. He's basically like, yeah, I just want to let everybody know I had nothing to do with any of this. So uh, basically my arms uh, twisted behind my back. Ow, ow, ow. Got to throw uh, Tori in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Cam points out that like we've just had a bunch of friends going up against, or a bunch of people in the same alliances going up against each other. Wevit, Wes and Devin, I almost called him Wevin. Wes and Devin, Nelson and Fessy, and now Tori and Anissa. Um, I wrote down here Amber M sucks. Why did I do that? Uh, because she like uh, Tori came down and she was like, "Hey, uh, all right, I guess uh, you know a lot of people up there, blah blah blah, don't like me or something like that." And then uh, Amber M gave like a heart to Tori. Yeah, Amber's just being like, "You a don't." Little... Let's, can I say? Can I be? Can I be honest? Yeah. You don't like Amber M. Yeah. You don't like her. You were kind of anytime she had an interview, you I would hear you huffing and puffing over there and sighing and audibly rolling your eyes you're not on that side of the game why don't i like amber m uh, i i like everyone else i like honest like her her, group i loved live i mean is this is it stupid is it mean of me to say she just comes off shitty she comes off shitty she just doesn't look like she's having fun and she doesn't look like she's a good competitor and and like no one was anticipating her to be on the show and up until this week it didn't look like anyone liked her yeah she just comes off shitty she's also the reason why nelson's going home like nelson went home like I don't know. She kind of has like a little puss on her face. She kind of yeah. comes off shitty. I guess um, I just don't like her. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. It's a, well, whatever. You know how this go. The tides, they change. We may the love tides, her next. they change. We may love her next episode. Devin in an interview says, Tori and Anissa did this to themselves. We learn that this elimination is called asset destruction. Basically, you have these big crates filled with heavy bombs, a.k.a. soccer balls or medicine balls. You got to pull the crate until all the bombs fall out, and then you got to throw at asset targets. I love the heavy bombs. They're, they're literally soccer balls. Yeah. <laughs> First person, black. first person to break thirteen um, of these block of these sort of squares, paper squares in a wall, will win. Now, when I see this initially, I took turn ash. I go, "This is a crapshoot. Who? I mean, who, who can throw and knock out these things? I mean, there's, there's no skill here, really. I mean, yeah. it's just like who can do it faster. I guess. I still had Tori. Yeah, um, I had Tori too. In an interview we get from Fessy, he says, "I I like Anissa, but I really hope Tori wins. We have a special connection." Um, really just Fessy going hard in these interviews. And Tori not saying a goddamn thing in her interviews. Tori not having any idea. I've, you know, I've listened to their podcast, um, Anissa and Tori's podcast. And just, by the way, I'm probably going to listen to that after we're done recording here as I edit this, just because they were the episode last night. So I would like to hear more about this. But it's just funny because Tori's like, I didn't know he felt that way or thought that. Like, I didn't know that was going on. So Fessy's going hard uh, in these interviews, and Tori is just not at all. So we see this happen. We see them them pull their crates, and we see Anissa just, you know, quickly pull her crate and then knock it over and start throwing balls. Excuse me, bombs. And then we see Tori pull her crate, and then she just can't flip it over. She can't flip it over. I mean, it looks heavy. It does look heavy, but I didn't realize it was that heavy. I I wonder... I mean, 
you know, Anissa probably has is just has stronger legs and this is, is able a to math lean back. equation. This is a simple physics equation. Tori brought the crate to the end and stopped. She didn't use the momentum like Anissa right. did. And then Tori was so her holding the rope so closely to it, she was making it ten times harder than it had to so be. So that was what it was. Like Anissa got the 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 crate rolling and yeah. they got enough speed that when it hit the end, it kind of tipped over mm-hmm. and she got it. Tori's like under it, pulling, trying to pull the rope down. It's like just on a very basic math physics level, Tori is too close to the crate pulling the thing, and she has no momentum. She literally locked herself out of this elimination. We've seen we've seen Tori in person. Tori's tall, Mm -hmm. so it's not. I mean, I feel like this this would would do well for a taller person. And Tori's tall and was not able to get this thing over. So it clearly was some sort of math equation. Is Anissa tall? I don't think it's a necessarily a height thing. I think it has to do with your placement on the rope. Yeah. Tori was choked up on the rope. Yeah. And she didn't have any momentum. And this is the second time we've seen Tori in an elimination do poorly because of a problem-solving element. You know, that elimination she did with with, the, with, with, bricks with Jenna, yeah. yeah, where she just wasn't breaking the bricks in the, the most effective way to produce right. as much weight. Um, and now we're seeing her this do this. It is it's interesting because I don't think of Tori. I think of Tori as a smart player, but now I'm sort of questioning that because these are like that. Th- this specifically like is a um, problem solving issue yeah. you that know, she has come across. So here. let let's just say what happens here. Eventually, like Anissa knocks out like nine of her thirteen or whatever how many she's got to get thirteen. And then finally, Tori flips hers over, and she just goes to work. Yeah. And at that point, it was like literally eleven to like eight or something. She catches up, but eventually, Anissa wins, knocks Tori out. They're sad, but Tori's very happy for Anissa. Um, I want to say that uh, you know Tori's going home. This was looking like a big Tori season, just because they were building her up so much. But in a show like this, you don't want to get a lot of screen time in the first quarter of the season. You really don't. That means you're gonna go home probably. She got a lot of screen time. Um, I think after this elimination, we have to drop uh, Tori down a couple of notches on how you think of Tori when you think of the challenge. She isn't able to get it done. She doesn't have enough friends in the house to like just run. She, she ends up having to go into eliminations and she ends up always having to fight from the bottom uh, because people just f- find her to be a target in some way, shape or form. And it probably has to do with her demeanor in the house. She's just not affable enough and not gregarious enough, maybe, and sticking to her friends. We, as much as there is 90 minutes each episode, do not get a lot of hanging out. Uh, happening so I never get to we used to get to see like more like chugging beers and partying I guess the challenges have gotten harder and they're not partying that hard anymore and these people have gotten older but we used to see them sitting around the house and playing games doing stuff and I don't see that anymore and I think it's just like and and she knows it herself she was saying it in interviews about how she's been playing a sloppy game and the fact that everybody knew it in the house that she had a target on her back Okay, so that knocks her social game down and her strategy game down, and you're 100% right. She can't get past these eliminations. Yeah, and it's a... um, And it's like... It's a mental thing. And she's always like, get me in there. I want to get it. She's, She's ready to go, and she wants it, and she just can't 
get it done. And honestly, she lost to Jenna, who wanted to go home that season. Yeah. And she lost to Anissa, who is not in shape. She's just not in shape. Compared to Tori, Tori should be killing it. Tori is not tiny in shape. She is an athletic, you know, girl. And she should be able to get it done. Woman, babe. Woman. Okay, not to compare her to her ex-fiance, Jordan. But I think Jordan is an interesting case. When Jordan goes into a challenge, he is at a physical disadvantage because he has one hand right he goes into an elimination and he has one hand and he usually finds a way to prevail in that elimination because of his wits he's able to see how to problem solve the elimination and he is able to find the weak point in the elimination and and manipulate it to his advantage it makes him a top tier player is his mind and Tori goes into eliminations at a physical advantage and her brain gets in the way. Her I, problem solving gets in the way. And it's a shame because I can tell the lady's smart. You you know, she's good gives good interviews. She's not dumb. But I think maybe she gets like performance panic. Maybe that's what's going on and it clouds her vision. You know, it's easy for us to be watching the television and be like, oh, this is a momentum and angle equation. Listen, everybody's had the experience uh, that I know in comedy where they're really, really funny and then they get up on stage and it's just like the pressure of the performance. Mouth dries up. (laughs) It's like you're just not on your A game and you start sweating and you trip over your words and it happens to the funniest of people. And I imagine that's like the same way in in an athletic way but uh sayonara tori this was not a great season for you we'll obviously see you back again although i would trade you out for jordan next season because i'd like to see him win again just because he is an incredible competitor and it's fun watching him compete and next time i see tori compete in one of these i'm gonna cringe a little bit because i know how it what happens to her here and it's just i don't know tori came into this game as a rookie on Dirty 30, I think, was her first season. And she came in during a time when the challenge had not did not have top-tier female athletes competing. And so she rose pretty quickly um, during her first season. And I think that that momentum and that reputation has sort of clouded her vision as to the current modern state of the challenge landscape yeah so i hope that you know what if she does when she does come back she's kind of reevaluated her stance in the game because tori is definitely hated by the fan base i mean according to my quick searches on twitter and from what i can tell people can't stand her but i do find her entertaining i do like her as a challenger so i would like to see her come back and do well and and you know the real and this is then we'll wrap this up but because there is more to talk about really quick the hardest part about this for me is that Anissa is in this house still. Mm-hmm. Anissa's not going to win a million dollars. She's Why? just not. Because the end of these things, you're going to have to run and run and run. And run and run and run and run and run and run. And I just don't. Looking at her yesterday, she almost lost to Tori after all this. Because she got like pooped from throwing the soccer balls. Like she was throwing them granny style. Like. I don't know. She's not working out in the offseason, guys. <laughs> Anissa. I love Anissa, and I want her to win. She will not win this game. 
She won't. Nick, don't you put that curse I, on her. I want her to win, but this is not the season for her, I don't think. It, I don't think she's beating Lolo. No. I don't think she's beating Cam. No, I, I just don't think that she would. Even if she gets, she's got her skull, and if no one takes her out. Teresa. I, to me, it's just like if she sticks with her skull, because people will want to have her to keep her skull. Yeah. They'll take her skull last because they want to compete against her in the final. And... She's just not going to go anywhere in the final. The final isn't built for people who are not like distance runners and shit like that, right. you know? And I just don't think she is. Prove me wrong. I love Anissa. It's fun to watch her play. This season has not been a great Anissa season. Tori on her exit interview says, put respect on Anissa's name. She deserves so much more respect in this game than she gets. Standing there with TJ, he goes, wow, Anissa, this is your 10th elimination win, which qualifies you to run my final. I think there's a level of respect that should be shown to you. Now, what would you like to do? Stick with your partner or infiltrate? And Anissa's like, TJ, this person's hurt my feelings, but I'm taking Fessy back. Yo, this is the crazy, this is why Anissa's great. I can't believe she did this. I love it. I cannot believe she did this. I love that she did, and I want, I'm wondering if... She did this to get her back or people went around her and were, was like, let's get these teams back to order so we can start doing the alliance that we had going week one. Because you'll see after everything shuffles, there's a lot of OG teams that are back together, which would allow their first week gameplay to con uh, continue. Leroy in an interview says, haha, Fessy, that's what you get. Casey, pick. You can pick Leroy or Devin. And Casey's like, I'm going to get my own partner back. So, yes, Casey and Leroy are back. Anissa and Fessy are back. Ashley and Corey, that's a new coupling. But I think they're going to be a great team. And then who does that mean Devin is with? I guess Devin is, is waiting he's for a, a partner. He's a free whatever person till next uh, elimination. Yep. And that is the episode, y'all. Folks, that has been it. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. You know, sign up for Spotify. Give us five stars there. I don't know what happens over there, but we're on it. Um, make sure you go on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes. Always look out for our main show, which drops every single Monday, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. And as always, may TJ just give uh, just no reaction to somebody when they're looking for reaction. And may TJ compliment your elimination wins. Absolutely, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Goodbye.